Welcome to another throwback Thursday episode of the Salumas Podcast. This episode was released back in April 2019, and it's about decluttering your home and your life and choosing to travel lightly. This means letting go of the drama, overly complex or stressful things that might slow you down or eat up the valuable energy that you need to live a happy life. And we are actually joined in this episode by Sarah Fort, who is a professional organization coach, and she is actually well known in our area for bringing peace and balance into the homes of her clients. And so the reason for re-releasing this episode now is because a lot of us will be getting new things this holiday season. And believe it or not, if you have a home or life that's packed full of stuff, adding even more stuff, even if it's done out of goodness, can actually be quite unnerving for a lot of us. So I hope you guys enjoy it and take the time to listen to this episode. And if you find value in it, just let us know. And also, if you have any other ideas for throwback episodes to re-release, also let us know. Thanks a lot and enjoy episode 951, Traveling Lightly. This is Kalu. This is Chris. This is Brandon in the background. And we've got a special, special guest today. I've been very... Oh, shit. I, my stuff was turned. I, I messed up. But I've been very excited <laughs> about uh, getting her on and uh, really giving us a good lesson on today's topic. So go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Sarah Fort, and I started Neat Relief. Um, okay, I'll just... That's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go into a long thing. Yeah. Well, no, no. Tell us about Neat Relief, because that's going to be the, the topic of this. Not so much the business, but sort of your why. Okay, well, I started it at first uh, to clean people's houses, and I don't really like to clean, so uh, I really wanted to organize, but nobody knew what that was. Yeah. And so um, I've been slowly going just towards organizing, but I help people organize their houses, garages, whatever. Yeah. Do you ever find anything interesting? Uh, every time, sir. <laughs> yes. Nunchucks? Um, no, so no nunchucks, I don't judge anybody because I have, like, if somebody came and went through my stuff, we'd find weird stuff. Like, everybody's going to have weird stuff, and yeah. I just... I think it's fun, actually. That's cool. I yeah. would imagine. It's, yeah. It's like, oh, this paints a picture of who you are. Right. So I like do it. Do you wear gloves while you do this? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> well, um, you go in wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. I wash my hands a lot. Yeah. But uh, I sometimes I've worn gloves before, but it's yeah. usually like garages. There's nothing. That's cool. You're not going to scare me. So the <laughs> the topic for, or the the title of this episode, we're wanting to call it travel lightly and uh one of this one thing that we really talk about a lot just amongst ourselves and to other people it's just the concept of letting go of a bunch of clutter and shit in your life just to be able to better flow through it and one of the things that i could imagine happens for you is when you do an organization job for someone i would imagine that you can probably sense their personality radically changes oh yeah once that happens oh yeah theirs and mine Really? Yeah. Let's it's talk a, about that. Well, it's, um, first of all, some people have like emotional reactions. It's, there's a scale of readiness and I can't remember the name of it and I probably should have written it down, but like some people are not ready, but they're thinking about it. Um, that's like pre-contemplation and then like, they, then they're actually like, then they start to call me and they want to know a little bit more about it and then they're actually ready to do it. Some people are even working on it before I get there. So, I mean, it's, I come into all different 
Really? Spaces. Working yeah. on it before you get there. That's like brushing your teeth for you. It's go like before you go dentist. to the dentist. But yeah. the thing is, is I don't want I her think... to think I'm a total scout. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I everybody has a different level of stuff. Like I, every single job is different. It is like solely unique. I mean, and so I just never know what I'm walking into. And somebody, I, I have them send me pictures if they're not in Owensboro. Um, if they're outside of Owensboro, I'll have them. I look at their pictures and try and guess it. But it's like I don't know what I'm getting into until I'm yeah. there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people, they'll, they'll be doing this for a year or two before they even call me. Some people have never started, you know, it's just, there, there's no two, like all of them are so They're different. Do you have people that are very hesitant? They may call you and then they're just hesitant to you moving anything. Oh yeah. So do you find yourself having to be like, so why do you need this? Yes. There's a lot of, there is a lot of psychology behind it. I mean, I, and I should, I want to do more um, education. I want to go through classes on that because I really, it's hard for me to know how to handle each situation. Mm. Some people, some people have stuff because their grandmother gave it to them. They don't even, they don't like it. They don't want to look at it anymore. They don't, it doesn't mean anything to them. So I have to explain to them too. You know, I had, I had this hutch. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I moved it from house to house. I moved it to storage Nobody else wanted my hutch. It was my grandmother's hutch. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I'm not a hutch kind of gal. Yeah. You know? Shit. <laughs> I really. Now, Chris, I, I mean, he's a hutch kind of I am gal. a hutch kind of Listen, if I still guy. had that hutch, I would give it to you. What a hutch is. <laughs> it is, it actually, finally, I sold it to a friend and she redid the hutch and it's in her house. She sent me a picture recently and was like, look how happy it is. And I was like, well, thank God, because nobody wanted it. But I. Unsolicited it, hutch pics. <laughs> actually, they were on Facebook too. So, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. I got tagged in it. So, but that is, I mean, that helped me because my yeah. grandmother was not in that hutch. Yeah, and no one wanted it. Yeah. So, if I if I if I didn't feel connected to it, and I have more things that are that do remind me of her that I like to look at. Yeah. And so I have those things on display, and that's it. And I, I would imagine that some of the one thing that I would imagine that a lot of people go through <laughs> is that you don't necessarily people attach things to memories and yes. whatnot mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't have to have those things you just god damn it <laughs> your grandma had hitch on dvd <laughs> did your google listen to our conversation i don't know what the hell happened his brain goes yeah his brain goes like super dad mode what's a hutch oh yeah hitch <laughs> anyway that's what happens. great great film the great uh, film. <laughs> so i was gonna say that like People probably have a hard time, you know, we'll attach a memory to a thing. Mm -hmm. And people think, I would imagine, that by letting go of that thing, you're letting go of that memory, too. So how do we, how do you sort of joust with that part and telling them, like, hey, look, the memory is always going to be more important than the actual thing? Or does that thing actually matter? Because there's some people that keep a lot of stuff and maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Well, uh, I watched a show a lot on TLC. I think it was TLC whenever I was growing up and it was called, uh, clean sweep and they would take everything out of the house and they would put it on a tarp and it would be like, keep, sell, uh, donate or trash or something yeah. like that. And, um, there was this one woman and he was having a really hard time with her. She was like, that's sentimental. And he's like, well, then let's display it. We'll make it, we'll make it into artwork. And she was like, no, I just want you to just put it back in there. And mm. he was like, you, 
either display it or what what are you doing for their memory that's not commemorating them in any way sure to go put it in your attic and and it's just we have a stuff problem yeah. right now i mean it's like of epidemic proportions like yeah. and everybody's drowning in it and so if you don't love it you don't find it beautiful or useful then let it go i mean it really feels awesome and once i start doing it like when i help someone it it starts to roll a lot faster and they make decisions a lot faster and i think that it helps them make decisions in their life once uh once they break free of that yeah I, it really does pour over into their sure life. So let's take it into the 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 more mental, the the less um, material goods type of aspect of it. <clears throat> do you think that a lot of people, and hell, I do, have a lot of just stuff in their heads as far as oh, thoughts and all that yeah. kind of stuff? Would you would it be fair to say that maybe the same uh, methods that you take to clearing stuff out of uh, a, of a house could be done mentally? Absolutely, and it does. It goes hand in hand. So what I say is that where there was a question mark there's now a period you have no yeah. idea what okay. so and I that I don't even know where that came from it just came but it makes sense because um I worked with a woman she just didn't know there was there were all these corners in mm. her house where she just had all this stuff and she had no idea what was there and once we started to go through it it was a thing she could never do by herself but once we started to go through it she didn't want any of it and she just felt I mean, a lot of the time I get that I, f I feel so much lighter. I feel relieved. That's mm. why, neat relief. I mean, yeah. a, a woman I was working with in Nashville came up with that. And I really? That was, it was perfect, yeah. Well, and, and it made me think of something. It's been quite some time ago that I read it, but it was talking about um, people that were raised by Depression-era parents have had values instilled in them where they will save the most seemingly useless and mundane items mm. that practically, if you were to look at it in no way, shape, form, or fashion, you ever going to utilize it, but they'll just put it away. Like my mom used to put away empty bread bags and just fold them. Really? At no point did we ever use those empty <laughs> bread bags. Yeah. Eventually you shortage. get so many of them and then throw them all away at once. Right. And that's what ends up happening is that that shit accrues. But I think that, Honestly, I, I would say that there's probably a biological imperative that's associated mm -hmm. with us holding on to things we might perceive as useful, but also the socialized element. Mm. Like I was saying, people that were raised by Depression-era parents, especially in more isolated contexts, rural environments where they're isolated from other people and mm -hmm. living off the land, so to speak, it, it kind of it spills over. And mm -hmm. I mean, I was raised by a mom who's much, much older Relative to most people my age. Yeah. And uh, I, I find myself doing that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. fuck yeah, I might need this little bread tie thing. Like, I, <laughs> I might need it. And then I have to tell myself to throw that shit away. Yeah. But at the same time, another problem that I feel like we can combat as, as a society is that we everything is fucking disposable. Mm -hmm. We do not recycle things like other societies yes. do. Mm -hmm. So some of us, in a bid to not be wasteful on that level as it. well, we're like, like I've got milk jugs in there. You know, I let milk. I'm gonna throw or, them away. I, 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 <laughs> she goes, I'm gonna throw them away. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but I, I, you fill them up with water yeah. and you let the chlorine will naturally evaporate right. out to a degree, and then I just pour it into the dog bowl. What I what I say is okay. So if you have trouble, say you have. A drawer full of socks. Like, 
think about, give yourself a number. Like how many is too many pairs of socks? How many pairs of socks would you like to have dirty at one time? 20? Like that seems like a lot. Go, go even higher. Go 30. Now go reduce your socks down to 30 socks and you'd be surprised at how many more than 30 you have. If you, you know what I'm saying? That, like, dishes, how many that would make me dishes. sick. Yeah. We did that with dishes, man. Yeah. yeah. Dishes God. is one of the biggest things yeah. because it seems like the more kitchen implements and dishes that you have access to, mm. the greater of a propensity you're going to have to just dirty another yes. one. Yes. If you have fewer, you'll wash that same one yes. and put it away and That's dry it That's exactly what I do. Yeah. I barely, I don't entertain, so I have enough dishes for me and like just a little bit extra just in case. But I, and I, just wash your dishes right after you use them. It's so much easier. Yeah. It's so much easier. If you don't wash them fully, just go over there and rinse it off. And you will be, you will love, like I'm always talking about past me. I'm like, look at what past me did for me. You know mm. what I mean? Like, thank you. Future you is going to love this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, just do it now instead of later. That's just another thing that you have to put on your list of things that you have to do. And so So what about the the short-term mindset? So if we're just talking about things like dishes and people reduce their dishes cuz that's something that we did, but like there was a period of time where it's like okay, we reduced all the dishes that we had, but we bought like a 100 pack of fucking paper plates. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Does that you still make it better? Bitch. I know I'm a filthy bitch, but does that make it any better? You why, know what I'm well, saying? Why did you buy all the paper plates? That's the thing. Because he wants to kill the environment. Well, right. that that's the thing. It's like Are you so well, you, I know, right? <laughs> but it's like one of the things that I feel like maybe a lot of people going through these things really need to focus in on is it's more about why you're sort of like what's your intent mm-hmm. rather than just the act of just making it look cleaner or something like right. that because. Because I d- maybe we didn't properly understand or ask ourselves why are we doing this or what is our true intent. Right. Because we didn't do that, it made it just like okay, so we're filling that hole with another one that has a potentially, right. you know, uh, long term negative effect or right. something. It's like you yeah, talked about that in your last podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like intent, and I think that that's important in everything. And so when you say you want to keep something. Do you have an intention for it? So, like, with the bread bags. Like, okay, I keep bags like that because I have a cat. And so I scoop her litter into it and reuse that bag. And But, I mean, I throw it away. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is like, like, do you... are a liar. <laughs> what are you putting on I'm your bags? Like, yeah. Yeah. I like She just it. has a closet. You just hoard strange addiction. Listen, some people do stuff like that. It's <laughs> sick. But the point is, if you have an intention for it... So, okay, I love helping people with craft rooms mm-hmm. um, because it's fun. But there, I will have people say, well, I'm going to use that one day. If you don't have a specific idea for what you could use that for, then you need to get rid of it. There's a chance that you might need it later, but like, what are the chances that you could go out and buy it? Like, how much yeah. does that cost? You might find another one. When you reduce down to the things that you really love and know you're going to use, you'll be more creative. I mean, you can find everything. It is, it's just, a, it's amazing how much extra we have. Yeah. As a society, it's kind of I, I think about like little things like socks. Um, it's, it's no problem. How, 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 often? Little, how little are your socks? Kalu just beat the house like tiny socks. 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 Little pretty ass socks. No, no, I'm saying like. Little, I hate y'all. I quit. It's so cute. You guys rip on me like 13 no, or no, 14 more yeah. times. No, uh, so we have a shitload of socks, but we also have a golden retriever and they have like this thing about 
taking socks. Right. And so it's it's I know it's super wasteful, but it's like I there may be socks and shit in my backyard because the dog when right. he gets excited, right. he'll be like, Oh, I got a sock and right. it'll just run out. Give so him, I'll just but be, give him a bunch of your mismatched socks. I mean, give them. You do it like that? What? Well, because and I'm just like, keep, I'm just going by keep the, the good socks. Keep the good socks. Fabric and shit. Yeah, I, I know that's oh, happening. Yeah, they, but like, oh, I'll yeah, just go and buy a twelve to, pack. You or have something. to go chase them through the yard and yank <laughs> the like, rest away. Gross. I, I mean, gotta, but sorry, you got to do what you got to do. For I did do this though. I've done it. It's like a clown sleeve. Oh my god. Gross. But yeah, I mean, I'll just go and buy a multi pack of socks, and it's like now we've just added to the. Problem right well, there. Well, make sure they're all matched. Okay, I'm with a sock drawer. Like, I do have a lot of socks, but I do go through it. I go through it, every, you know, relatively frequently. And I have a small drawer. Like, I yeah. mean, it is like this big. Really? And so I don't need more than that. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I don't want to have that many more dirty. So, okay, okay, I get it. And so, I make sure they all match. To, or like, if you like to have fun socks, you know, that's up to you. But I just have the same color, same size, and I just have a bunch, so I don't have to worry about matching them. I mean, I don't have time for that. that what would care. you say to somebody who hypothetically splits a pants periodically? Um, you per- do. Actually, about every, like, two months. Wear yoga pants. I don't know why. Don't Please, no, no, Please don't no, tell no, Chris no. to wear yoga what? pants. Chris loves no. his ass more. I'm, than, a, I'm more for than equality. Like Instagram models, dude. Right. Yeah, and they ain't nowhere like it, up front is problematic as well. Like, oh my god! I'm saying you guys is caught more than more than shut up. Well, I do. I mean, I do. But I've known Chris like, a long time. Okay, but I don't I'm know aware. How logistically, that works out with yoga pants. It doesn't seem like I it's feel really... like yoga, like you baseball pants. They got they yeah, they have great. I don't pants. know what baseball pants are. Um, <laughs> they're just tight pants. I just like that's why I watch sports. They, what? they got they got like a sleeve for your shit. No, they got on cups and a things. Sleeve oh that can't God. be comfortable. You don't want to put a sleeve <laughs> that's what on I'm it. I'm saying there's nowhere to go. Yeah, I got think free that, ball in, in, in yoga pants, there's nowhere to go. But um, I'm saying uh, realistically, like if if you feel like there's something that. Maybe it's a little bit more high maintenance in your life. Mm-hmm, like your butt. It, like my booty. <laughs> Stockpiling yes. extra of that kind of stuff, precautionary. That's fine. Like, I do think that, like, everybody has their thing, you know? And I just think that you can have a lot of pants. And also, anybody can have whatever they want. Is really, it's about having or liking what you have and using what you have. I, ah. I just have really spent a lot of time with a lot of people and I will say, do you want this? And they'll say, well, like Aunt Cheryl gave me that. And like, that's not the question. The question was, do you want it? So there's a, there's a, a clear distinction between kind of accruing things arbitrarily and maybe prepping, prepping, yeah, yeah. prepping or stockpiling yeah. something yeah, for right. utilitarian yes. purpose. Talk about the, is there possibly a difference between organization and minimalism? Well, I, well, feel, I feel like people use that synonymously, right. and I, I, for some reason, don't feel like it should be. Right. And I think that minimalism, uh, whenever I, when I tell people I'm a minimalist, they, I think they think I go home to a house, like a, just like a sterile house. But I have, I live in like one room, mm-hmm. and everything I have in there, I like. And like, so for example, my hangers, like if I, I have nice hangers, and if I get more than I can fit on those hangers. Then I go through my clothes and I get rid of things. But it's just, it's about like curation and minimalism. uh, To get back to your question, minimalism is like 
different to everyone. Like that's okay. that there's no like definition of this is minimalism. Do you think that the media then has kind of messed that up? It's absolutely. like fucked with people's heads really bad. The media just has like... messed everything up. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. That's I don't even yeah, that's another topic. So are you but... having to constantly battle with people who have like because in my head I think of when you go and talk to someone about doing an organization job, mm-hmm. pretty much the competition that you have is some YouTube video they watched, or mm-hmm. maybe the Mari Kondo lady, because I'm sure you thought we were going to talk. You, I'm right. sure you knew we were going to well, talk and about people her. People have asked me about that too, and I personally, um, I was excited about her series, but I, I don't. I've only watched the first two episodes because it's it's really. Uh, doesn't show how difficult the process is. And I think that it's a little bit unfair. Um, it, it kind of downplays what the the homeowners in that case are doing all of the work. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, I don't know if they've got workers there, but yeah. it's like, it looks like it was like, Just here's instant. two months later and 70,000 bags yeah. of trash later and their house is perfect. But like, you can tell, you can look at them and see yeah. like they're like shell shocked because yeah. that was a huge process and it is. That's what I told. I had a, a woman that wanted me to help her organize her farmhouse. It was like uh, like two thousand square foot, and it and it, she had accrued a lot of things over many years. And I said this this could take up to a year because we don't want to go in there and like this is a oh, this is a process sense. for her brain too. Like yeah. this is not like. I don't just go in there and get rid of stuff. Like I work with them. That's why I don't want to be a professional organizer. That's just what um, everybody thought. They need you to be that so they can give you money and stuff. But I'm an organizational coach as well. Ah, so you put the onus on them. Yes, I'm. I want to empower these people. I don't want to come back and have to organize their house from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just this not color. close He's enough like, to yeah, the yeah. microphone. <laughs> Sorry, you started leaning more this way. <laughs> Is this better? There Much we go. Better. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> okay. So being a, that that's really good you said that, being a coach versus being a professional organizer. I think that the coach aspect, that does put the onus on the person. Yes. And that is what I think fixes the habits that got them there in the first place. Absolutely. If if I, there are people who will come into your house and organize everything while you're not there. And I've tried it like in the beginning, I tried it because that's what a lot of people want and it does not work. I mean, Mm. it won't work long term unless you, unless your house is already pretty curated. I mean, it's just not feasible. Define curated. That's a, that's a, that's a word that I love to use because it's like, uh, it's exactly what I do is, and I do that in my own house, but curation is just making sure that it's all cohesive and that you, I mean, that it's visually appealing to mm-hmm. you. That's why I like to decorate with like, I'm looking at that, like utensils, like mm-hmm. I make sh- everything has a function and is pretty in my house. And it's, and it has just taken a while to do that. Sorry, I was looking at No, that. no. He's like, what am I? It's this U-Haul Oh, yeah, the U-Haul box. Okay. Okay, I'm a weirdo. So let's, but... <laughs> a, let's apply that to, like, our friends. Okay. How do we... First of all, before going into that, what is your process? Well, we have... To, I have to see everything. So it uh, depends on what size room we're working on. Like, if we were... Say this bookshelf was full, we would take everything out, sort it, and then put it back. And, like, while we're sorting get rid of things that, you know, the homeowner will be like, I don't, I don't really want that. I've been looking at it for years. Let's go. 
And some people are really good at making those decisions. And they have to be kind of like fast paced mm-hmm. um, if they want big results. So, mm. so the more ready they are to like really get down to like what they want, the better okay. the results will be. My wife is really good at that stuff with, with my stuff. Right. But I, I do find not. that. But you're not. Yeah. I'm terrible. I do it. find that. And I, um, <laughs> you never, you never, you've just accepted it. You're like, you're just so much better at it than <laughs> yeah. me. And then Brandon lays that. on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> you asshole. No, I used to do that with my everything. car. My dad would tell me to wash my car. And I'd be doing it. And he'd be like, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, well, show me then. And then he'd wash my whole car. <laughs> if you're good at something. And also, that's one thing that I've noticed is uh, it bothers the women mostly. And especially like uh, moms. So she's stressed because she doesn't like the stuff. you know. But uh, most of the time, the kids and the husband don't really care. So it's like we can go through it and reduce. And then I have to tell them, you have to tell them where to put this stuff back. Like, or sometimes I will go in and help the kids will listen to me Mm. before they will listen to anyone, like in any of the parents, because I'm a stranger. And they also, they want this knowledge, like, and kids are malleable and they want to help you. Honestly, they Mm -hmm. really do. You just don't ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what else goes on in that process? So you, you talk to them. And so for me, the way that came into my head is when you tell them to bring everything out, that's a level of like exposing yourself. Yes. That's a level of transparency. I call it unearthing. Unearthing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. So at, at that phase, when you have the unearthing, the next thing is that you say, which things here do you want? We sort. We sort. Yes. Okay. And sometimes people can get overwhelmed. It is a, I do kind of need it to be a fast process, mm-hmm. but especially if you have a lot of stuff. I mean, um, but it has to, what I do is I say, if you have any question about it, we'll keep it. Mm-hmm. But I want you to get rid of the things that you know for sure you don't okay. want. And if, and if they go to someone else, then I tell them to set a time limit for how long they'll wait for this person to come look through it or pick it up. Um, usually like a couple of days. I'll, I also take off, I take the donations to, um, I take them to the homeless shelters or something like that to just get them out of their house. Because um, if you it. put that, why, why don't you put that? Because it'll stay. It'll just stay in a pile. And there's just, it's, it's a way to help them. Okay. Um, I do have the tiniest car in the world. Uh You see? Um, But I I leave and I've got it packed up and then I'll just take it. I'll take it to St. Benedict's or um, the Patino shelter. And they're really grateful to get it. Okay. Are you scared of bed bugs? I am not. Wasn't until you just said that. No, I'm really not. I really haven't run across that. Yeah. I haven't run across me. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Gross. One of the things that I would sort of think of is after an unearthing process, in in my head, what would make sense to me is if there's like a cleaning that happens or some sort of a cleansing. I clean while... While I'm doing that, I have a rainbow vacuum and it uses okay. water instead of yeah. bags and you put essential oils in it. It's yeah. awesome. I usually take that with me and if and if somebody wants me to, yeah. I will do that. Um, and that's part of the process. But what, what people should have me for, like before you have someone come and clean your house, you should have someone come and organize it because a cleaner will be 
will spend more time picking things up. I've done that job yeah. too. And they spend way too long picking things up. You can Rather get your house cleaner. Yeah. And that's what I tell people too. If you can store things like hanging anywhere, like in your closet or, and that's why I decorate with stuff that mm. I find useful because it, the more floor space you have, it's like the more square footage you have. So it looks really big. Yeah. So if everything's up a little bit and it's easier to clean. Yeah. It's like all these things work like hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know? So let's apply that. Let's go ahead now and apply that to people. Sometimes I feel like I have, too many people. Yes. Too many. Too many friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalu's too popular friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. That does. Sound I like, too that sounds like an friends. asshole thing. Well, no, like, I actually uh, read something about it the other day. I never remember because I have like information overload. Yeah. I never know where it comes from. Um, but they were talking about this is unprecedented. We've never been connected to this many people at once. Yes. And so that is really. It can be hard, but um, that's why boundaries are really important. Um, that's something that I've personally been working on, but I help my clients work on that too. Is um, so, uh, if you know that you cannot bring any more physical items into your house, you have to be honest with the people that you love. And if you can't be honest with them and tell them, I don't, I can't take anything from you. I love you, but I can't take it. Like they have, they have to understand it. And if it's if they don't, that's on them. Yeah. You know? So I think of like. <clears throat> Again, going on with with having a lot of people in my circle, you know, there I think I can't remember what study it was, but they said that the average human will make I think it was like 150 actual friends right. in their entire life, right. and because of the the invention of things like Facebook and all the social media and these different groups that you can connect to, there's just so much. I feel like that number is just shot up a bunch. Right. And so I think that for people, the clutter that kind of happens is that there's almost too many people, not not say too many people that you can count on, but too many people serve a lot of the same purpose, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I like to, in my head at least, I would rather have know like there's this one person that I can count on mm-hmm. for this thing or right. this other this other person for this other thing. That just makes more sense in my head. Right. But... But there's also the the comfort and the the I don't want to say a thrill. It seems like we we do get a, just a little bit of validation by having mm-hmm. a lot of friends, a lot of people. Absolutely. One of the things that I I went through and did like on um, I did this a couple months ago on just the Salumas Instagram account <clears throat> is that I got rid of a lot of people that we were following, mm-hmm. and I just went through and I was like, look, I want to be able to know every single person that we follow yeah. and we try as much as we can to sort of like communicate with, with a lot of the people on there. But I just like that type of authenticity, but I need to somehow figure out a way to organize my life that way right. where I don't have so many people like my wife jokes, you're friends with everyone or right. something like that. <clears throat> and it's, it's cool to, to have that, but there are times where it's like, man, I wish there was just that, like, you right. know, that, that smaller group of, of people, you know, and, and we say all the time, audit your circle. Right. That's something that we say. But how do you think that someone can go through and try to apply the same the same organization process that you take mm-hmm. and apply that to, like, their circle of friends, apply that to their family? Because, you know, you all know, as we get older, 
our our immediate family gets exhausting as fuck to right. hang out with. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and we're we're you know Easter's next week, and so there you know people are like, I don't fucking want to go to my right. this person's house. Benefits of growing up Jehovah Witness. What you're explaining is curation, basically. Curation. And so what I think is really interesting that I find um, across the board is I'll say, well, what do you want? Mm. No one knows what they want. Yeah. So if they figure out what it is that they want, you know, and what they want from these relationships, and if you aren't getting that, then you don't, it doesn't have to be some <clears throat> knockdown drag out thing or you know you don't have to tell them we can't be friends because (laughs) you just you just stop talking to them less yeah and that's a that's a thing that's a it's boundaries too you pay attention to the energy that they bring to you i was told once uh by a woman that read my tarot cards she said before you go into a place um and before you interact with someone even just sit and think for five minutes about how you feel right now you know what's going on with you your mood, and when you come out, if you feel different and you know nothing changed with you, mm-hmm. then you got that from someone else, and maybe you need to evaluate whether or not you they know, should be. T- in, yeah. Huh? And also, You've but got it's us really all thinking now. I'm just yeah, like, and it's really, <laughs> and really too, it's boundaries and also being honest with people. I feel like we, um, in order to save other people's feelings, we we don't say the things that we really want to say. So I have done this in my life I've been practicing if I have a feeling I'll say it to that person privately you know and it it will make or break a friendship Hmm. you know but that's part I mean that's just part of the organization process that we all have to sort of go through and that sounds like traveling fucking lightly man because you just go ahead and you put it out there and and get it out of the way you pull the fucking band-aid on off Mm -hmm. yes um because otherwise it's going to sit there and it's going to stagnate either yeah. on your end or both yep. ends. Yeah. One thing I say is um, what is meant for me will always be for me so I can relax. So those friends that you have, when you tell them the truth, if they don't, if they're not, if it's not for them, well, cool. Like we, yeah. we learned something from each other. We learned how to communicate. I mean, it's all about, we all just need to learn how to communicate. We are not doing a very good job sure say that again what is meant for me what is meant for me will always be for me always be for me and that is why i can relax that that goes for so many different things another thing i think too about stuff is people think that you know i might not ever find this thing again but Mm. i can tell you i have really good stuff karma i've been given a lot of stuff in my life so i give it away i don't sell it um because if i need it it's weird but i write it in my planner Mm. and then it will I will, it will come back to me. I mean, really? if I want it, I'm like, okay, I need this, this, and this. And it comes to me. I wrote a hatchback in there not too oh. long ago. So yeah. Waiting so, on that. You're waiting on the hatchback? Yeah. So how do we, let's, so do you think that something like that could also apply to people? Like if, I, I like to think sometimes like I need a certain type of friend. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that by writing that down or something like that, you'll sort of come into contact. Is that what they call like law of attraction? Yes. Kind of? is oh, that so what that is? Up, that's so okay. funny because uh, it's not that funny because what happens, <laughs> because what happens in my life is I really do like, I believe in the law of attraction. I listen to that kind of stuff all of the time. And if, if you want something, try and try and match the vibration of having it. I know that sounds abstract, but like, be be grateful for having it, and it will come to you. Like uh, Jim Carrey, he said, 
he was living in his car, eating a can of beanie wienies or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And he was just like, I'm so grateful for everything that I have. I'm grateful for my acting career and like all this stuff. And he just kept on with that. And then he said he wrote himself a check and dated it five years from that date. And then almost five years to the date of that check, he made um, his first check for Dumb and Dumber, I think it was. Really? Yeah. Like, that guy knows what's up. Everybody thinks he's crazy. Yeah. And he is crazy right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. insanity and genius, like, they have, they yeah. share a, a common right. denominator. Well, because mm-hmm. we all, I think we're all told these baseline things, and I think that once we get to a certain age, we're all just kind of realizing that the people who told us those things weren't correct, you know? And they probably didn't believe in what they were telling right. us. Right. They, well, they might have, re- they might have really believed it because they were told by people who they thought had mm. it all figured out. I think, I really think there's kind of like a, a general awakening going on because I, I see it in all kinds of people. Um, but Alan Watts, he always said that one day we'll wake up and realize that we're all one single self. And I think that's really cool to think about if hmm. you think about it. If, like, that'll, if, that will, if that won't get you to understand that we've got to take care of each other, right. then I don't think there i don't think anything else will yeah. have y'all seen one strange rock did i did i ask you you've made a Is comment on, about netflix? It. on netflix i haven't but i will well, I and it's it's overwhelmingly um through the lens of astronauts that have spent the most time in space mm-hmm. and their insights like these are i mean exceptional human beings across the board but that doesn't necessarily what qualifies you to be an astronaut does not necessarily qualify you to be a philosopher so to speak but the profundity mm-hmm. of spending 50 to 200 to however many days in space and seeing the totality of not only human existence, but all that we know to be existence out there, just right. one thing in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. really put things in perspective that it we are just one fucking thing. Right. I, and I would over. I would encourage anybody to check out uh, One Strange Rock on Netflix. Well, you just absolutely. want to bring that back to Will Smith? Is that what it was? <laughs> oh yeah, and, and Will and, yeah, Will Smith narrates it. That's yeah, awesome. you talked about his. Yeah. Wow. So if you think about it like this, like this is hey. just a weird thing. Like, uh-huh. if you are we on at, the same vibration, bitch? You so. are. <laughs> we all are, though. I'm serious. If you start to pay attention to synchronicities, they occur. All the time, and so the point is, is they're they've always been happening. They always are happening. Just once you get tuned into it, it's gonna it gets more and more. I mean, these things happen to me on a daily basis. I mean, being here, even there's yeah. there is a reason for it, yeah. you know. And I believe that. I I think that. Um, like I was going to say, okay, so tree limbs, mm-hmm. like uh, your veins, um, rivers, they all look, they're all the same, like yeah. fractal kind of patterns. And it's just weird. Like there's something that I can't really grasp. And I don't know that we can because we're humans and mm-hmm. we don't really, we just don't understand things the way that they are. We understand things as as much as we can. Um, but I think that they, we're all, it's all connected. Sure. In a, and I would imagine, you know, one of the things that you were saying with, with synchronicity is that or one of the things I gathered is that it's got to be hard to sort of synchronize with yourself when, and this is going back to the world that we live in with social media, with all these other things where it's very easy to put up a separate identity mm-hmm. when you're going into, you know, yeah. all these other surroundings and stuff like that. And so it's, it's got to be easy to get lost in one of those identities. And I see it happen to a lot of people all the time where 
they they have this uh if you want to call it an awakening if but it's like okay i'm you know i'm they they sort of reject everything and they sort of retreat and they just try to focus in on on themselves and stuff mm-hmm. like that um what like talk about something like that do you think that that's part of the organization process for us to be able to declutter our own lives mm-hmm. does it take a moment like that where we've got to be like all right fuck all you guys i got to take a second and sort of chill out. I've, everything's everybody's a little bit different, and I've seen some people do have that aha moment. But a lot of the people, it's like a, it's like a slow process of going seeking validation inward instead of outward. Which is like there, there's nothing outside of you that's going to make you happy. It's all in you. It's always, it's always been there. Say that again for those in the back. Um, I can't exactly <laughs> remember how I said that. <laughs> But nothing is going to make you happy outside of you. It's all in you. Um, So when you, I think when you date someone and you, um, when you're in the beginning stages, you're like, oh man, this person's perfect. It's because you are projecting what you think you want or what you think they are. You aren't really seeing who they really are. You know, you have to, it's all, it's all inside. I think that meditation would probably help people Mm -hmm. like guided meditation. It's really, meditation is difficult and I know that. I definitely don't do it as much as I should, but when I do, I get I have like profound clarity. Mm. I mean, I think maybe I'm a little bit afraid of how clarified it could actually be, you yeah. know. But also the more you know, the less you know. That's mm-hmm. just that's truth. Well, it was it us that was talking about sensory deprivation chambers mm-hmm. and how yeah, they yes. talking about with Ricky. Yeah. You, yeah and yeah. everything I've read is like you have to know how to or like be good at meditating before you do that or you will lose your You'll mind. go to some dark yeah, fucking places. Right. So do you think that that oh, okay, so the same thing has to be true or I would like for that to be true in the in the organization world mm-hmm. where you have to you have to envision and accept a reality without all this shit that's in your house. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's going to be the best way that you can better accept it when it actually is happening. Yes. I so mean, how do you get of... someone to a point like that where you're like, you've got to start it, it, like understanding or envisioning that future without right. all this stuff in this room? Well, that's um, I can only help so much in that in that scenario, and I I do a lot of listening to what people. Are, what people are telling me and that's another reason why they'll tell me they want to start in one room but we'll walk around and that it'll actually you know we need to start in this other room. it's it's just interesting we don't even really know what we need and want but this is that's why it's a process mm-hmm. all of it all of it is a process why do you think people choose to start in one room versus another do you think uh, just me i would probably pick a room where i don't go into the most right or a room where I go in the least, right? Because I feel like the impact would be less on me, right? Absolutely. To go in there and see it, and then when I go in there, it's like, oh, okay, this room has been organized. But I think if if you were to come in and do an organization thing in like my living room or mm-hmm. something like right, that, right, right, it's totally different. It, yeah, it seems like my it, it's there's a hierarchy. Like, like it, you okay. want to start in a room where you would likely get rid of the mo- if you have the most stuff in there, you want to get rid of the most. So it's like a junk room. Some people, I mean, a lot of people have junk rooms, which, um, like I, I help people a lot that haven't been in those rooms in, you know, three years. Um, I recently helped someone who hadn't been in the room in 13 years, you know? God. It's, yeah. And so it's, it's really, that's an unearthing yeah. because there's usually a reason why it hasn't been gone through, you know, a death 
or you inherited, you know, something like that. So, um, it's hard to go through, but once it's been gone through and that's the thing, I'm never going to leave. People think that people get really overwhelmed. They're just like, Oh my gosh, all this stuff is out. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to leave your house like this. Like worst case scenario, I go put it up. I tell people that a lot. Worst case scenario, I organize this the way it is now. And you're less five bags of trash. Mm. I mean, it's and it's not going to be perfect. It, you you can't eat the elephant. Or you yeah. have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. I've heard it a million times. I've said it a million times. And I think, you know, it's just it's people have got to be ready for the process. Yeah. Do you think that consumption, even like away from your home space, consumption, just stopping and arbitrarily spending three dollars here, five dollars there, six dollars here. Do you think that that's the other side of the coin, perhaps, with regard to kind of having things careen out of control in your life? Um, I guess <clears throat> looking at things outwardly as being so disposable, like onto the next one, onto mm-hmm. the next one, as opposed to like, you know, you were saying everything has a purpose, whether mm-hmm. it be aesthetic, utilitarian, both. Um, you know, instead of going and getting a $3, $3 iced coffee, mm-hmm have some container that you keep yourself here's that you I thought about this filling this morning. back up i thought about this this morning because i stopped and got coffee um if you do take your container into starbucks and have them refill it they will likely put it in a cup first and then dump it into yours and then throw that cup away Why i've seen i've seen them that? i've seen them do it because if if your if your cup doesn't fit on their machine or whatever that does happen, I did that once. Yeah, and then and it was so frustrating to me. But but what I just thought is I've I've tried to do that before, and it was so shocking to me at how disposable everybody treats everything that I just went back to turning it off. That's what happened. Huh. And so I do things like that. I mean, I go out and and it's a it's a cultural problem. I mean, we have. We just don't even think about it, and it's that, so depressing. That's something too that I was was kind of was a little bit disappointed in the, in the tiny amount of the uh, Mari Kondo show that I watch was how much that they didn't focus on the fact that Americans just like having a lot of shit, right? Like mm-hmm. we just like having a lot of stuff. Ooh. We like having a lot of stuff in our house. Right. We like having a whole lot of friends. We like having mm-hmm. just a lot of excess. money. Just excess, excess, excess. Food, food. portions yes. of fucking food. Right. One of the, the things United that Mark States. said was, if you remember on the episode where we had Mark Twain, he was just like, there isn't anything that I could do with a billion dollars that I couldn't do with a million right. or a hundred thousand well, dollars. There you was know some I mean? study and it was like after a certain amount of money, which I can't even remember what it was, but I think it was like $75,000. Like you can't really obtain anything. More, we, yeah. We, we have everything that we need. Yeah. And you said in the last podcast that when we don't have problems or when we have no real problems, we create problems. We create and that's problems. what's happening is we don't need to have our, our basic necessities are met. And so now we're just like, well, what else do I yeah, do? I, need, I have I, Dilfomo, so it's it's really hard for me to walk into a store and see clearance and not want to buy and not want right. to buy yeah. something. Yeah. Well, we're we're bred to be consumers. Yeah. I mean, through and through. I and I mean, <laughs> I think that um, the younger generation, it's a little bit better because they want they want technology or things that they can put on their tablets. So they don't. Most of the kids that I see do not want stuff mm. like. 
some of them do, but that you can tell that that comes from um, their grandparents. Grandparents want to yeah, spoil. Just... They say they want to spoil their children, and I'm like, think about the word spoil. Think about the thing you just said. Like yeah. you want to ruin, make them, them rotten. Well, That's yeah. disgusting. It, it almost creates a tether. Yeah, it, it, it's a tether to a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. and everything. Yes, and that they're afraid is going away. Well, mm-hmm. and and think about the idea of uh, upper socioeconomic status individuals who get their young girl a horse when mm-hmm. she's young that is going to facilitate a certain type of imperative yes. later on mm-hmm. to care for that horse mm-hmm. the way that it needs to be cared for you're going to have to have x amount of money coming right. in each month yes. i mean it costs thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of dollars that becomes a tether and i feel like a lot of these even inanimate objects they're very much a tether. Right. Mm. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. That makes, makes me want to just like clip those little. Yeah. yeah. But I it, bet it, does, it is hard. It, it's hard to do. It it's locks a, you into like it's a it's a responsibility without you getting at least with a horse, you get something out of it. Right. You know, with all this clutter, it's a it's a responsibility. You are the yes. caretaker of items that you're getting nothing in return from. Right. And I. Oh, I had a thought, and it completely escaped me. It wasn't, it wasn't your fault. Well, it was like you, outside. Going on the, the the whole social media thing, do you ever go through one thing that uh, my wife does? It she likes to like purge. Mm-hmm. She'll like get rid of a bunch of motherfuckers, and it's just like oh, I don't care. I don't feel like doing right. that. Is that something that you do like it, with your personal life? Oh, so yeah. you go through and just purge like people. once a month. I will go through stuff. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how it sneaks in. You know, people give me stuff, um, I'm, I, and I buy things too. I'm not, but I, I'm mindful about it now. Yeah. You know? um, what it, about people though? Oh, do you, people, do you purge people? Um, I will say that I set boundaries, and I don't have to purge. People, they, we just naturally kind of grow apart. Grow apart, and there are also people that I don't talk to for six months, but whenever I see them again, we're back on. You know, it's just um, I think we all understand, especially as we get older, we only have so much cognitive space. You know, yeah. and so I just I don't think it's necessary to purge. I think I do think that just letting those things naturally letting them just naturally yeah. go. So it it and it makes me think of like high school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're all in uh, maybe it's another state. But when you see friends from high school, especially if they haven't seen you, or it's not even just high school; it's just people you haven't seen in a long time. I feel like people forget that we are supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be right. evolving and all that kind of stuff. And so when they come and approach you, they approach you like you're that same person yes. from a long time ago. And yes. then you feel like, okay, I was this person. Now I have to sort of entertain that thought, right. entertain that lifestyle. And then you find out, and then you wind up going drinking with your buddies from high school that right. you don't even, you normally now wouldn't even hang with. Right. So, you don't even like this <laughs> motherfucker. I don't, yeah. I'm just like, I well, don't even like any of you guys. That happened job. to me because I was, a, I avoided uh, moving back to Owensboro for 15 years. I moved to Bowling Green. I lived here most. I've moved here twice now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I lived in Louisville and Nashville. And I just was like, I'll never move back to my hometown. Like the, the mindset is small. I'm just not into it. Um, And then I had to recently, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it just turns out that like, I have, I 
I have a new appreciation for it because I was afraid I was going to have to be this person. Nobody knew me because I wanted to yeah. be friends with everybody. I was like, why are y'all in groups? Like, let's all be friends. Yeah. And um, I was very misunderstood in that way because everybody had their cliques. And what I found out is that people also grew up. And I think that the people, and I'm meeting people that I never knew before and that I just, or people that hadn't been there. So it's just, it's interesting because we all are evolving. Some yeah. people aren't, um, but you know. That, that's, that, okay. that's the thing. I think maybe I run into too many people who aren't evolving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really goes to what you were saying with with like setting your boundaries, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a, yes. that's a big, big thing with, with organization of just your house and oh, not just your house. It's your friends. It's every single thing that you have in life. You know, I'm, I'm looking at these, um, this little list here. I just Googled it really quick and it just talks about the, the 10 foolproof ways to evaluate, eliminate and reduce clutter. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that it could also apply in other parts of your life. So it says, one thing it says, don't keep it because it's sentimental. Mm -hmm. That's something that I probably have with friends is mm -hmm. just being like, oh, man, we connected a long ass time ago right. over something, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, me and my boy, you know, had this moment. Or something. <laughs> that sounds weird. But <laughs> it's like, we had this moment out in the woods. In the woods. I mean, he said, he said he just needed a release. And, you know, <laughs> I don't need to remember that you know, Netflix okay. documentary. I'm but, still uh, here. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> You guys remember that kid that was playing site? No. This is just made that up. Yeah. I can tell that yeah, you all, all experienced that yep. moment. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, oh, no, it's it's don't keep things because it, they're sentimental. Right. Um, that's something that even you said is like it needs to serve a purpose. And mm -hmm. I think that people in my life need to serve yes. purposes. And I have one friend that, that I'm getting a really good at it mm -hmm. being like, look, you are not where I want to be or anything like right. that. But like, are you saying that exact thing? Hell, girl, hell no! I'm okay, not saying that I'm, exact same so thing. So I think that um, I just kind of be like, oh yeah, yeah. If when they're like, hey, let's hang out, I'm right. like, yeah, dude, totally. And they just <laughs> never call me. Well, I will say this: I know you don't have to have a knockdown. Like I said, it doesn't yeah. have to be some like huge exit thing. But you, you, you could have a serious. If you could find out a way to say it to them, where you're actually telling them the truth, I think you'll feel more relieved than if you just blow them off. I think. Mm. That I don't know if you yeah. Kalu's eye would it. Kalu's fine with blowing them off. <laughs> I know, but you did talk about authenticity, yes, and I think yes. that you like I authentically blow people off. I know, but why not? But why not tell them? Yeah, or, yeah, that needs to be a, a thing. Find a we find a know. way. Just say. Even just give say, them a reason I, to I, hate I, you. I have, lot, I have a lot on my plate right yeah. now. You can say these things that where it's not a personal attack. And yeah. all I'm saying is, when you do start to do that, um, it's empowering, and you will you'll do it more in your life, and you'll see it work all the like all across the board. It's yeah. boundaries and honesty. Like I used to ask for honesty all the time, mm -hmm. and then I started getting honesty, and I was like, oh shit, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, like you sucks. don't want to hear honesty all the time, but once you start to hear it, then the truth sounds different. Oh, yeah. honesty is delicious. Yeah. It, even if it's something you don't want to hear, yeah. you're just like, thank I, you. I, yeah, yes. It's the most liberating yes. shit in the yes. world to just hear That's what there's no expectation. So it wouldn't honest, only then. be liberating for you, but it would be liberating for him. But then, then he wouldn't have but to, he has to be. Yeah. But he mm -hmm. has to be there though. Yeah. He yeah. has to be right. there because he, not, not he everybody. He might not like it. He might not yeah. like it, but yeah. if he doesn't like it, there's your answer. Like, sure. if that's what I'm saying is where there was a question mark, there's a period there's a now. Period. Or now you could just keep doing what you're doing. It's not, you, you just, not, 
my friend always says, my friend Amanda always says, I may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's shot of whiskey. And hey. that is oh, what you got yeah. to remember. Oh, yeah. Is like not every, no not everybody has to like you. Yeah. Well, and we've we've talked about um like items, material items. We've talked about people. Mm-hmm. What about thoughts? Emotional oh, right. yeah. Okay. psychological yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Usually whenever we're talking about traveling lightly and whenever I talk about traveling lightly, I I talk about it in relation to things that otherwise could be internalized and used as an excuse for poor behavior on my behalf. And right. I think that's overwhelmingly what happens right. mm-hmm. is that you hold on to that and it does, it becomes an excuse, a validation to yourself and even other people. You use it as an, an excuse overtly for behaving in a piss poor way. And, right. and sometimes it's even disguised as a quirk. Right. I just have a hot right. temper. Yeah. I, that's Shut just the, the fuck that's just up. the way yeah. it is is a thing. I cannot stand for people to say that's just the way it is because if you don't like it, then you change it. And and if you don't change it, then that means you like it. I mean, in on sure. some level that you do. And so uh I took a meditation class. Got in there and it was an hour and a half long, and so that was a surprise. I was like, oh, I thought we were gonna be in here for thirty minutes. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm at the Kingdom it, Hall. Yeah. It was amazing because she. T- okay, so there were probably fifteen times where I was like, Oh, I need to get up and write this down, you know, because like I like had epiphany after epiphany after epiphany, and what she said is, think of think of those thoughts, visualize them floating down a river. And you just let it go. Yeah, you don't jump out in the river and be like, I got to grab this shit because you'll get swept with it. You have like (laughs) 40,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of those aren't from you. Um, So I think that really listening to yourself and being honest with yourself and so and think, does that come from me? Because we have I have thoughts that that are from my parents. That's what I was going to say earlier. Whenever I forgot, it was that. Um, it's not about learning anything. It's about unlearning. So you have to, you know, inside what you should do all the time. You just aren't, you've learned something wrong on top of that, you know, Mm. like some by from somebody else. And so if you just, we inherit trauma. Oh, yes. They, they have figured out that that's like imprinted on your DNA. and, 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 and also, and we, we have, Little to no explanation for it. Right. Yeah. Somebody that experienced it firsthand at least has a frame of reference. Right. Yeah. We're just like uh, floating in the wind. Like, why does yes. why does Dad act this way? Okay. Mm. So I uh, recently uh, found out some things about like with my mom, and it's made us a lot closer. Um, but like I had her traumas. I mean, I was experiencing the because. Her traumas made her act a certain way and made her treat me a certain way growing up. And so I, you know, figuring out what was wrong with her has actually helped me and helped her and helped us. You know, like we're now closer than we've ever been. And I'm just going to say, like, I say everyone should go to therapy. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. I stand by that. I'm actually going to have EMDR therapy on Thursday, which is um, eye movement. Ooh. I always have to look it up. But it's, <laughs> it's a, like, so you awesome. have a REM cycle, right? Yeah. And that helps you process all the events of the day. Well, there's, um, there they've been doing this 
uh, type of therapy forever, but just now recently has come into Owensboro, I guess, like because it's expensive to be trained in it. Um, But they have a machine where they they figured out your trauma through um, through sessions, and then when you find that trauma, they do the electro or it's eye movement therapy. They use this light, and it's supposed to help you um, process your traumas. And I know people who have had it done, and it. I'm telling you that I've seen it work on my friend. Like, and this is EDM? It, no. <laughs> it's pretty EMD. close. He's you like, could yeah, probably yeah. have it's fun. Like, it's yeah. like just Skrillex the entire just time. You're like, I bet actually that would work a little bit. <laughs> but but do you? does it get rid of it? I mean, like, do you just it, forget it helps, about it? No, it helps you process. Okay, so things. maybe it's maybe, and I'm just guessing, yeah. that maybe it changes the chemical response that happens in your right. brain whenever that memory pops up. I think Because everything is chemical. I think it has a little bit to do with that. It's like, um, it, it just helps you process the event that caused it in the first place, you uh. know, because it's make it's triggering that that event. And so it's it's really cool and I should know more about it before jumping in, but I saw it work and I was like I'm, I'm yeah, going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm yeah, doing it. I really want to. So yeah. I one just... thing uh, that I that I wanted to talk about with with traveling lightly is not even so much the traumas, it's whenever you get told something good a lot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids are told you're the best, you're the best, all that kind of stuff. Right. You start to travel through life thinking or expecting everyone to think the same thing of you. And and that's gotten a lot of or, people. Or that's gotten me rest, in trouble before. Or like you've said, resting yep. on your laurels. Resting on your okay. laurels because yeah. because I might have done something awesome a long time ago. I still think on that. And, yeah, uh, like and if then, Kalu I was wish in I like had a that. Well, I'm person. the opposite. I'm like that one bad thing I did like ten years ago. Or I don't know, like yeah. where I screwed up, or you know, it's just like that's interesting because yeah. I'm I I don't have any experience with the i i've really adopted the mentality of and and we say it on this podcast we say fail quickly Mm -hmm. you know fail often and fail quickly but i have the problem of succeeding slowly because i will rest like crazy on on something good that i did right you know what i mean it's it's a flaw of mine that i have zero problem talking about Mm -hmm. whenever i do something badass like not only is everyone going like, to know about time. it. Remember that one remember time? That one no, time? I, I'm not that dude that's like, <laughs> man, we fucking killed him back in college, man, didn't remember, we? Remember but, that? <laughs> but in my head, I'll think of like, there, there'll be something that'll just pop up and I'll be like, yeah, I'm the shit. <laughs> you know? <And> then, like, <laughs> so what makes you think that um, that's bad? Because it's stifling. So it keeps because, you from moving forward. Yeah, it's it stops me from being hungry. And one of the things that we've said on our podcast is if if you want and I think it was if you want your um if you want more, I think it's it's about staying if you want hungry. More, be more. No, it's not there's that, but it was like it was something about if you want to stay hungry, eat less. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And uh so oh, it's man. like eating eating less of the success, eating less of the the good shit that I've done. But like letting it go and being like, okay, that's cool. I did it. You're happy. I'm happy for a second. And then just sort of jettisoning that thing right there and just being like, okay, what's the next good thing that we can do? So I'm always staying hungry. I'm always going for right. pro- you know progress and stuff. I, someone told me once um, to do something every day that makes you proud of you. Hmm. And I was like, I can't even think of something that makes me proud of me. But I will say that uh, yesterday... I was going to be, it was going to be my sixth day in a row at boot camp, which was nice. my goal. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, man, nobody would think anything of me if I just didn't go today. I don't want to get up. Uh, and then, and then I remembered that. And mm. I was like, I would be 
really proud of me if I just did this. And yeah. I got I got up and did it. And you did and it. And it's like having you can I think you should celebrate when you yeah. do something. I think you really should, but I think that maybe maybe raising the bar the next day or something. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing. Or finding something that you aren't really proud of and you're not excited to share with someone about and changing that. Yeah. You know? I think that's I would imagine that's one of the most important things of of uh, really organizing your life is that or without having when you have a lot of clutter going on in your life it's hard to recognize the wins mm-hmm. you know and and so we we jump in this default every day it's like oh, at least i woke up you right. know what i'm saying and it's like there's got to be more to that yes that's a that's an awesome thing where i'm like man i i'm, I'm thankful that i got up right. every day but like there, there's got to be something more. And I think because there's so much clutter in mm-hmm. my head, it's hard for me to sort of be okay and like grasp some of the really good things that are happening. Yeah. Like, like we said, we'll find, we'll find, we'll find problems. We'll come up with some shit that's wrong right. because we like just our culture in general, there has to be something going wrong all the time. Right. Like I have to be fixing something. So I'll create some kind of shit in my head so I'm constantly working on it and fixing I've it. I've decided to stop being problem-based and be solution-based. Sure. So we talk about the problem one time. There it is. We know the problem. Now let's think of solutions. Like harping on the problem, repeating the problem, telling everybody else about the problem. That's not... It's not. It doesn't no. do it. Now, I, I will say one thing. We have a culture of you should be grateful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a good thing. And it is in many ways. But it helps... Uh, gloss over a lot of social issues. Mm-hmm, right. Whenever you're saying, well, you have it, everybody in this room obviously is privileged. Right. If you look at the rest of the world, I mean, we are in very privileged positions to even be sitting here discussing yeah. these types of right. things. Um, but I, I think the the whole idea of be grateful, be grateful, be grateful, it can, it can really keep people in a bad situation as well. Right. And yes. I think it, it, it can open the door for, again, social issues to be looked at as non-issues. And and I see that, and I don't want to necessarily go down this path, but it's been difficult to get working class whites to get on board with the plight of minorities when it comes to social disparity. Because of you should oh, be grateful. Because you should be grateful. Because, it, it, because yes, working class whites earn a money. Right. They, they haven't had things handed to them. So when they see somebody else that is also struggling, they don't want to make the attribution that there might be something else at hand there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. Be I, grateful. We talk about this all the time. So... so that's the difficult spot that I'm in. And again, professionally, I guess I have a little bit different perspective because I am enormously grateful for everything that I have here. Like I'm, I look around and I'm like, Holy fucking shit. This is amazing compared to what a lot of people, even in this country have. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm belligerent as hell when it comes to talking shit about social issues and addressing social issues. So I think it, it, it's a handy thing to become discerning between discernment. That's yes, it. That's it. Where where you should allocate being grateful and where you should not because an over-encompassing sense of gratefulness can end up in apathy, I feel like, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, I you'll think it depends on about shit, yeah. you yeah. will, you'll be like 
I've got it. I've got it made in the shade. I don't. I don't have to worry about anything. And even and and I'm I'm even saying if you're living a very minimalistic, simplified, low impact life, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it, it, that you're not turning a blind eye to right. the shit popping off yeah. over your shoulder. Right. Yep. And I think too many people do take turn a blind eye when they see, especially when they see stuff going on in other parts of the world or just in other. Places outside of their surrounding, where the, you know there could be shit going on going wrong in their life, but they'll use the fact that they don't live in Afghanistan as an excuse for why they won't improve their own life. Right, right. and, right. and whereas there should be little to no comparison yes. there. People, people's like right. um, it's not even the same. It's not, plane. yeah, it's right. not even the same. the same. Like, yeah. like the rhetoric that's associated with women's rights, like the the, the wage gap and things like mm-hmm. that. People will legitimately, people that we see probably on a daily basis living where we do in Kentucky, will espouse the idea of, well, in some countries, women can't drive cars or right. some shit like that yeah. as as some sort of justification right. for why women should be grateful right. to be in the position that they're in. That shit makes me sick. Man. But it translates yeah. across the board. Right. It, yes. it, I yeah. mean, it translates to the, the rhetoric towards minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really... We're all the, the, the same big, thing, though. Well, We're and, all the same. Exactly, thing. and that, but that's the, and that's the fucked up thing is that the the folks that are espousing the greatest degree of gratefulness, the the heartland of America, huge voting blocks of individuals don't realize how horribly bamboozled they're being because mm-hmm. oh they've got you know they've got a brand new truck and a second vehicle do, and a though, nice house i think they do but it's on like a such a subconscious level like cuz they're unhappy they're at unease they just don't know they i think that people are lying to themselves every day i think and i think they're so used to lying to themselves they don't even realize they're doing it anymore like they're if you go like these people if you go out, people should be super happy. I don't see a lot of super happy people. They're, I think that we're all like, I don't know. I think that we've just been but straight up, that, straight that, up. I know like two, and I want to have him on our podcast episode one day. Like two people that I believe, like I can see it and I can feel it from their heart. Like they are happy right. with their life, right. and like. When you look at it on like the just different levels, it's like I don't know how you could be, you know. And, and they're it, just happy. because I think okay, somebody explained it like this, and I'm, I mean, I'm not uh, any. I don't go after a certain religion. Like sure. I'm not, and I don't really um, identify with any religion. Yeah. But I'm very spiritual. But someone said like when Jesus was trying to lift people up, he didn't get down in the dirt and like wallow with them. He brought, he lifted them up, you know? And so I, I think that, um, just being a positive influence, but not, but not turning a blind eye. That's, there's a very fine line, you know, between being, uh, like just pretending like nothing's happening or paying attention to the things you are actually making a difference in. You know, there's a book that I read by the psychologist and he said, pick one thing, that you can change and are willing to change like a week and, and change that. Was and, it Maslow? No, I'm not going to say who <laughs> it was cause nobody likes him. I mean, <laughs> nobody likes him and I don't like wait, him wait. all the time. It's Jordan. Jordan Peterson. Peterson? Yeah. I it's have Jordan, his book, dude. Jordan, He's my, yeah. Yeah. Jordan Peterson has a lot of really good things to say, but I, I've heard a lot of, Oh, he's a tool, but he is also a very bright individual. He, has, he says some really, 
really good stuff. And his in his Twelve Rules for Life, I yeah, really enjoy. I'm reading that. Yeah, yeah. it's what is good. it a um, what was it a harmless man is not a good man a uh, that that a, was a, a very dangerous man who has it under control is a good man or something I don't know like if that, that was from the that, I wonder if that was from his Maps that. of Meaning book. I did not read uh, Maps of Meaning. One thing that you touched on on your last podcast um, was agreeableness. Um, he that Jordan Peterson talks about is agreeableness uh, in women, and that it's way more prevalent in women. Yeah, do men you agree with men. that? I absolutely agree, and I do think that it makes sense to me. He said that it's easier for a woman to become less agreeable, but it is almost impossible for a man to become more agreeable, more agreeable. which makes total sense yes. to me. I'm not offended by anything that he says. I think that, um, and he talks about like how there is. Um, like between men and women, like it's not equal, but like we wouldn't want it to be equal because that's, um, because there's a lot of, because there's the so much stuff in between. Done, there, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just, um, and it makes it dope. And even like Dr. Yeah. Dye yes, on the last yes, episode, yes, yes. she, we talked about sexual dimorphism yes. and all that. I mean, anybody that is denying that there aren't biological and then, the over-encompassing psychological differences on average is, I, I don't know, they're just kind of up in arms about nothing, in my opinion. Yeah. And, I, and yes, there's a spectrum. There's yes. everybody in between, that, too. That made me, I have to say, because I thought about this in the car, I was, I'm excited that we're talking about this because I wanted to say it, but you said um, about the paradigm, like what about these people who don't fit in that paradigm? But I think that that is something that we have created over the years like people who don't identify with the sex that they were born as those people have been around for since humans have existed. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have created these paradigms and And I think what's happening is a paradigm shift right now. And that's why, that's why this is all blowing up and being talked about and being addressed. You know, is it the, uh, Fahalehi, Fahaleti or, uh, Fafafine, the Pacific, it's somewhere in the Pacific islands. A, it's the third sex, and they are very highly regarded, valued members of society. Hmm. It's a normative thing. And if you look back at ancient cultures, in, in a lot of cases, there were third, fourth, fifth sexes yeah. hmm. that had that were lauded on the basis of what they brought socially to the table. But there was an acknowledgement of difference was the thing. And I think that that's where we get things muddled up is we get caught up in this, this idea, this very stifling idea that we're all equal. And the idea of equal only translates to our value as human beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not... It doesn't equate to anything else. Nothing right. else. It's, right. it's our value as human beings right. yeah. that we're yes. equal on. Yes. But, but otherwise, it really is stifling. We all bring for, something different. Yeah. Right. All it, of it's us. stifling Everyone. for social progress. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even people making assertions that there are not biological differences between races of individuals. Mm-hmm. Right. It's absurd. Right. Yeah. We are subject to the same rules as the rest of the fucking animal kingdom. Right. Yes. yes. Right. Right. I wanted, right. I wanted to go back to what where you were talking Talking about uh, agree like agreeableness or mm-hmm. levels of agreeability. I don't know, but yeah, I'm okay, saying. cool. So in 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 organization, um, would you say that there has to be a level of of agreeableness with when it comes to like seeing and assessing all the clutter and all the bullshit in your life and being like okay with it? Whereas some people are just like, I won't accept this. I'm not going to have this, and they sort of that helps to make that change. 
you know, and make yeah. the, make those it's, moves it's forward. The, that would be like a, the level of readiness. Like some of these. Okay, people, so it's the readiness. Yeah, in the, some of in these the people come to me and they're like, "I've wanted to call you for like years," you know. Or most people, actually, I read a statistic once, and I don't know where, but it said that people will look at my card for ten months before they call me. And what? yeah, people because it's a pretty big deal if. <laughs> If you want me to come to your house for one session, that's that's one thing. Like that's not going to take a lot of preparation. But like if you're ready to change your whole entire life and like really go through everything, that's a that's a process. That's a commitment, and they you really have to be all the way ready for that. Yeah, I mean it's like so you have to be ready to agree to. I yeah, mean, there's. I mean, good God, I couldn't imagine doing that. You know, there was there was. One time where I remember I was in a, I was in San Francisco for a conference and I came back and um, my my wife had just she just organized some shit and usually mm-hmm. in my head organizing stuff means a lot of my shit just gets thrown away right right that's <laughs> what most I mean? that's what most people think and yes. and maybe it it's not about throwing stuff away. It's, it's about acknowledging it. Acknowledging it. Um, that's why... Um, that's a big thing of organization. There's so much shit that I have that I just don't acknowledge their, right. its existence. Right, and you have to think that if you are not acknowledging those physical items, there are probably a lot of mental things you're not acknowledging. Just also. like the problems that were, you were talking about, yeah. the different types of baggage that we carry. Right. And it, But it, it's, it's something that people... How do we get ourselves into this mindset where it's like we need to start pursuing or we should start pursuing that? Because if it's sort of it's like it seems like a double edged sword to me because it's like we also said here that a lot of people who don't have problems, we have this sort of proclivity to try to make them. Right. And I don't want to feel like there's something wrong because I listen to it on a podcast. Like maybe there's something that I need to change and just sort of try and find negatives in my life or something like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, how do we have that balance between trying to figure out like what something is actual clutter? If there's something like some sort of problem, like I've had bad shit happen in my life, right? but I don't, I can't for the life of me think of like why it's or how it can have any sort of bearing on me now. Right. I mean, that's it's different for sure. every single person, but I do think that once you start to go through all of the physical items, it I think a lot of people don't want to because then they know that they're going to have to address mm. something inside. And I'm not saying if you have clutter like you yeah. have like something wrong with you. It's yeah. like we're all in this together. I mean, I struggle with it too. It's because we are literally Okay, so you're on your cell phone, you have um, Instagram and Facebook. Well, they're tracking everything that you look at. They know you better than you know you, so they can pinpoint everything you want nervous. to buy. Yeah, yeah. He looks nervous. No, I was going to look nervous in the You think you're not going to get all kinds of ads for Will Smith movies <laughs> yeah, and CDs now? Like up. they're everywhere, and if, if they're listening to us now, I mean, they've got Alexas and all that yeah. stuff. I cannot watch Black Mirror because I'm like that shit is straight out of like what's going on <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I just can't. I just yeah. don't want to. I just to. don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, American <laughs> Gods is dope in the mug, though. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't yeah. usually watch TV. I mean, I do sometimes, but for the most part, I don't. I mean, yeah. I just feel like I'm trying to live my life instead of being lived. Huh. You know, I've read, I saw that somewhere. They were talking about uh, your breathing because your breathing is really important and I need to 
practice that too. But yeah. um, he's, I think it was. You ain't on, got that figured out yet. <laughs> not yet. It's I, that's the thing too. I'm not. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm no guru, you know. But like um, on meditation, he said that um, that your life is like your breath. You know, if it's short and you know, if you take short, fast breaths, your life will be short and fast. But if you have like long, deep breaths. So breathing with intent. <laughs> yes. Do everything with purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing, I mean, sort of relating. Brand's about to say something stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> Seriously, I'm ready. I'm going to talk okay, about okay. something that happened with me. Okay. Um, so I do attach a lot of things to inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Brandon's a fucking hoarder. I am a hoarder. <laughs> but it's because I grew up as a hoarder. Right. My mom was a hoarder. Yeah. You know, you it was different. just living yeah. with my mom. And then we lost our house right out of, whenever mm-hmm. I got out of high school. And I had to move into a tiny place like half the size of this place with just my sister. Mm-hmm. Couldn't fit all the stuff, so we got like a storage unit mm. bigger than this place mm-hmm. to fill up our entire house. Right. Years later, ten years later, like we haven't touched any of that. And, and you're paying. You still for paying it. for the storage unit? No, actually, out of necessity, uh, like the person sold it, so we had to get everything out. Wow. And so my mom drove down from Lexington. My sister, my sister's like, throw it all away. Yeah. I don't touch it. I'm like. But I need that. That's really? a Gundam I did. I never finished. Yeah. Like back in high school. Yeah. That is also uh, a did you problem. Say a Gundam? Throw it. Yeah, you said Gundam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Gundam's a dope. The hard thing is, is to get that stuff to the people who need it or want it. That is, that's our biggest problem. Is because. I do it too. Whenever I'm helping people, I'm like, let's just throw it away to get it out of here. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the time I'll take it places, but it's just like sometimes you're just like, we got to get it out of here. Yeah. And you know, so that's a huge problem. One of the things that I was reading on that list of ways to sort of declutter is that it taught, it put an emphasis on donation and giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think of one of the things that we said in our um, in our earlier podcast episode, I think it was one with uh, with Russell before Thanksgiving, where I, was, I said something like gratitude and thankfulness pursued eludes, mm-hmm. and because you always miss that, but gratitude given returns. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you, or would you agree that the act of giving some of this stuff that you have, or giving some of the energy, or giving some of the, um, you know help and support and all that kind of stuff to other people will help you in turn sort of with the things going on in your life and whatnot. I I think, I think that it will because you realize then like when you see someone get that and it has made a difference that makes you feel good. It actually feels really, really good to give things away. I mean, I learned that whenever I was really little, I would get my Christmas money and I'd go buy stuff for everybody in my family, you know? And they were like, I don't want this piece of crap thing yeah, yeah. from the dollar store, but <laughs> yeah. like it made me feel good. So I understand that people feel good when they do that, but they don't understand. They will feel just as good if they go and donate their time. Yeah. Um, and also people want experiences. Like yeah. if, um, instead of spoiling your grandkids with all these toys, take them somewhere cool. Like mm. Toys R Us. Yeah, cre- yeah, no, they, <laughs> like, Toys R Us memories. isn't a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because, cons- yeah, because what Amazon. Yeah, man? Well, it's because Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah, Amazon's been murdering everyone. But with, with also, what you Amazon, do. Also, Amazon, man, all of their... All of their trash. Uh, And you were talking about like how it feels good to allocate things and Mm -hmm. put them where they're going to be put to use by somebody else. And again, this might be just some out of left field bullshit, but there was a study conducted regarding, I think, capuchin monkeys. And it was centered around the notion of altruism. And they will legit kind of partition out portions of food between Mm. maybe it was, um, 
Marmosets. I think it was probably Marmosets. Yeah. But they will actually Randy, divide. Is Marmaduke? You you a motherfucking lie. <laughs> but they will legit share the food. There has to be some kind of return, mm-hmm. yes. chemically mm-hmm. in the brain for them to be distributing that thing. Yes. And I think we can elicit that same pleasurable return by getting things where they belong. Right. Yeah. And I was gonna ask, is that? One of the things that happens in your brain and in your soul whenever you go and you do a job like that for someone. Yes. And I think I want that for the people that I organize for, but most of them just want it out of their house. Yeah. A lot of the time I'll give them the donation slip because I can't I can't write it off. Oh, yeah. Because it's not my stuff. It's not your stuff. So, you could just lie. I'd have lied. I'm not a liar. Huh? I never had sexual really? relations with that woman. <laughs> with that woman? Yeah, okay. I have uh, never had. I have never told a lie. <laughs> never. But, like, I again, I think that, for me, one of the things that would help is by donating. There was, I think it happened, like, uh, last year, uh, my stepdaughter had to go get some, like, beta points. And mm-hmm. so we went to the... Uh, uh, one of the Catholic churches and, and worked at the food bank kind of thing, just preparing things right. like that. And I didn't, I, I underestimated how good that yes. feels to go and do something yes. like that. Yes. And I also think and about that, like, it cost me nothing. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. But I also think about, like, when I, you know, when I talk to a friend or give them advice about something, like, that stuff feels good mm-hmm. to do. But I feel like there's also a balance. And so my question yeah. to mm-hmm. you is how are you able to go into these houses and see these people with seemingly problems when it comes to like clearing shit out of their mm-hmm. their lives and and not internalize that? How do you separate yourself from it? Um, well, boundaries in my personal life have helped me with this somehow. I'm I'm an empath and I used to like take on people's energy and take on their emotions and I've just learned just like discernment. That's why whenever he said discernment, I was like, yeah, because that is like one of my words yeah. is because I have to figure out what's mine and what's not mine. And I, um, I, oh, that's I love big this. Right there. So, okay. I heard this, uh, that Buddha was walking through a city one time and a, a man stopped him and, you know, he was like, you think you're this, you think you're that, you know, just ripping him a new one. And, uh, the Buddha said, if you give someone a gift and they don't accept it, who does it belong to? And the man was mad. And he said, well, it's mine because I, I gave it to you. And he said, well, your anger is like that gift. If, if you try to give it to me and I don't accept it, it's still yours. And so I think about that with any feeling, you know, Mm. um, if I don't, if, if I don't want it, I don't take it. I mean, if I don't, and I get to, people will say all the time. Oh, that's really big. Yeah, people yeah. <laughs> people all the time say to me, oh, if you saw my... I mean, if you knew how many times somebody would say that to me, you don't want to come to my house. It would it would freak you out. You'd have a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get to go home to my house that is curated, and I love it. And so I can help you all day long. And if you don't get it together, I can't take responsibility for that. Like, this is a, this is a team, a group effort, and I only want it to be what they want it to be. And... You know, does that affect it though when money's on the line? Because I mean, you have to, you, you know, they're paying is, you for this. You, it, this is a job I would do if I didn't make money. I mean, for a while, I, I mean, my whole life I did it without making money, yeah. and then just finally I thought I can't have a job and do this. Um, and that is hard to charge, but I also know I'm adding value, so I, um, it is hard to 
I want to perform, like I want to give them what they want because I want them, I want to be able to feel good about accepting money. But, um, I also do let them know, like, this is based on, yeah, this is based on how, how well you work. And I even, that's a huge disclaimer when you, when you sign up, um, it's like, this is your willingness to purge when necessary and all of those things. So I no, that's something that you make sure yes. that they understand. Now I do. I didn't, I didn't before, but now I do. Um, because so it's like a, paperwork and shit. Like, yes. Yeah. Really? Yep. It's, I don't hey. pass it out. It's on my website. We're actually working on that. It's going to be, Hey, you need, you put something on there about bed bugs. I swear to God, okay. <laughs> liability and bed bugs. <laughs> You do that, don't you? Yeah, work, yeah, yeah, Pimp. It's a real problem. I know. Okay, I'm I really just trying, should. And I'm just trying to hip you to real shit. Out, I know. But I also, I do know a lot of the people. Like, And I know people through people, but you're right. That could be anywhere. And it's, They ain't no cucarachas. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> These are bed bugs. I did. Whenever I lived in Nashville, I had some huge really? cucarachas. Ugh. And look, I, God, I, I'd I, rather them motherfuckers be just flying around the room right now than find oh, a fucking bed bug. There was one this big. It. I had to beat it to death with a magazine. And I was that's, like, get me out of here. And it was cussing at you the whole I time. I know. Listen, bitch, you ain't going to do nothing. Like, it's like, I've lived, I've lived here for 75 years. You spit a tooth out and come at you with a knife. Oh, my God. There's no, a Family he, Guy episode about that. They're like, they got a bad roach problem in there. And then they go, and they're like, I cut you so bad. You wish I not cut you so bad. <laughs> it was pretty funny. All right. What's what's a message that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I found this somewhere, and this is not my quote, but I really like it, and it says... Fuck bitches um, get money. Whoa. <laughs> she goes, Also whoa. that. Um, uh, the less you own, the less that owns you. I yeah. just really like that because... Um, yeah, I just want to free people from their stuff. And I am not supposed to look at um, the negative comments, but when the newspaper did an article on me, a guy said, he commented... Wow, the hustle is real, and I was like, "Damn!" Like I'm they not meant trying to, like, I'm oh, not trying to hustle people out of their stuff. It was no, some. It was probably some old said. neck beard motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm not. What I don't want is don't your know. stuff. Like yeah. I want to help you. I want to empower people because people can do this and people can be free of their stuff. But do they just think they can't? Yeah. You know, I, I take that shit as a compliment. Yeah, I would too. I did block. If you're them. pissing people off, I looked I mean, at it. Right. The hustle is real. Right. Like you, right? It is well, real. Uh, yeah. What did somebody say? Uh, somebody told me that if I think he said it was a childish game being a lyric though, but like uh, if people are throwing shade, that means you've got your shine on. Yeah, I was like okay. I think Brandon's the one that said Brandon that. probably said that. It probably was me. I that sounds like a green. It does comment. sound like green eyes commentary. Brandon would say that's a real light skin comment. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Brandon. All right, so that. where can people find you? Um, neatrelief.com or. Um, on Instagram at Neat Relief mm-hmm. and Facebook Neat Relief. Okay. Yeah. Now, how far do you travel to go and do some of this? Um, well, the farthest I've traveled is like Indiana. Like, um, I, I go to Louisville, Nashville. Um, but some friends did um, ask me about Chicago, so I'm thinking about making that a thing soon. Wow. I would really. Are like you charging to go. them to fly you out there? Or? Well, I'm charging travel. Um, I'm working out the logistics with my business manager on yeah. Monday. So, so is we'll this see. a team of people? Is it just No, you? I did just recently come across a woman that is a, she's a genius and she's helped me do all kinds of things in one uh, one meeting. And yeah. so I can't wait to 
Yeah, you're going to hear me hit the microphone like it's seven, 75 it's times. Good. It's still there. We'll but, leave it. Yeah, yeah we'll I like it. it. It's me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like not perfect. Everybody thinks, I get the comment, it's my favorite. They're like, I don't know, you're the organizer. And I'm like, Oh, what? yeah. I it's like, know. but it's your life, man. Yeah. I don't know how to make your life better if like, you don't. You got an awful smart ass mouth for somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm here helping you. Yeah, that's what I would say. You're talking a lot of shit for someone with a messy house. Be ashamed if somebody used to punch some holes in your drywall. You should be grateful. Be grateful. I am glad you are not an organ. <laughs> fucking up everybody's house. I help. I help in other ways. All right. Do we have any shameless shout outs or anything? Do you have any yeah. shameless? Yeah, I know you said you were like. I don't when know you started, if anybody like. like I can't. I definitely can't tell Bessie Ann about this. I can't say. That's my grandmother. She can't like, know. Are you talking with some shout out? I said no. I said the F word. Are you serious? She would. Okay. Was y'all eating hot fries? Wait, that Chris boy sounds awful colored, honey. Are you sure? Oh my god! Tell Bessie I'm beige. Yeah, he's okay. He's, you all he's can, one of the good ones, Grandma. You all can you all can come eat lunch at Grandmother's house. She, she just cannot hear me say that. Does she? Does she have she, hot sauce? She may, and she knows that we get jiggy with it. She right? does yeah, yeah. not have god, hot sauce. And and she, she does not have hot sauce. I don't think, but I'll bring some. How does she season her chicken? She buys it from Kroger. Nothing wrong with it. No it's really it's good. good. So good. So Did good. that make a sound when I hit the microphone again? <laughs> you might I'm sorry. <laughs> so is that your shout out to grandma? Anyone, uh, anyone of your followers? Any people? Any friends of yours? Anything like that? No, because then it, then it's going to be like, a you know how that goes. Hey. It'd be a list of people. I'm just going to. Do it. No. If, I if love you guys. Yeah, okay. Y'all okay. are my friends. So. <laughs> what about you, Chris? You got any shameless shout outs? I would like to give a shameless shout out, um, obviously, to, uh, I'm, first off, Bryce Wood. Yeah. Bryce Wood has uh, been kind of sticking with his training, I mm-hmm. believe, for, uh, I don't know, I think he took a couple of weeks off maybe, but he's been back at it through Great Ape Performance with Tyler Young. I saw him load a 250-pound sandbag today. Mm-hmm. I for, saw that video too. First, wow. first fucking try ever yeah. loading a sandbag, and he loaded the 250-pound one like butter. Yeah, That's a lot. yeah I'm, but, I'm excited uh, for him. Shout-outs to Bryce. Uh, he was out there putting in work, flipping, ty- uh, ty- <laughs> flipping tylers. Flipping tires. Somebody I'm make a- that a meme right oh, now. Oh, we made a thing about, about Tyler's head being on a, a oh, kettlebell. Oh, now, <laughs> yeah, now, now it's in Tyler the middle of a tire. say something racist to you. <laughs> I want to. I have a shout out. Now. Oh, do it. Yeah. I'm going to shout out to Max Howard because he will. He will probably listen to this okay. and probably like listen all the way to the end. All right. You know? Who's Max? Um, he's a guy I've been dating. Oh, oh I guess yeah. now everybody knows. Everybody knows. Okay. (laughs) I just I don't I don't date lightly. Max, you sweet baby boy. Whoa. (laughs) Romeo. Romeo. Oh Maxi Poo. Speaking of Romeo. (laughs) Tyler Young. (laughs) Shout out to him at Grade 8 Performance. I'm on week two of my strength program. So I'll be out at uh, Powerhouse Gym tomorrow, putting in some fucking work. Good, good, good. Um, Also, I want to give a shout out to Chris Jones, Mm -hmm. faithful, loyal listener, and active participant that we've got in Glasgow, Kentucky. 
Um, if you're interested in anything regarding our uh, uh, fucking vision as a as an organization, as an entity, touch base with Chris Jones. If you know that man in Glasgow, or if you just happen to be in Glasgow, he's a wealth of information. He's an exceptional human being. Hit him up. Um, we got yeah. Ryan Hines. Yeah, Ryan Hines, uh, CEO, uh, underscore Oxology Labs. Uh, loving his supplement that's still very effective. I'm actually cycling off this month because I can feel myself taking a whole lot more of it before I work out. And so I was like, I need to chill. Uh, and so uh, I'm excited about May so I can start taking some more again before I lift. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to uh, Bartley Weaver. I'm on week two of his uh, workout plan. Like I, I think I've said on my uh, other... So what's up, Dan? Is you on Bartley's and I'm on Tyler's, huh? Is that what it is? Are you trying to cycle? Because that's what I'm doing, buddy. <laughs> So he, Look, he, he means on bicycles again. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. means not steroids. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I, my, you know, uh, Bartley tailored a, a diet and workout plan that's conducive to like mountain biking. Did it include any? How many sweet jumps a so day do you have to do? Sweet jumps. <laughs> But, huh, no, he is dangerous. He done, he done flipped his bike and hit a tree. And I don't everything. realize how Doesn't big I am. Hell yeah, he don't realize. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. If if I go, well, my my seat is pretty decent. But yeah, uh, Still, the though. first seat that I had, yeah, the Jacobs were they were on fire, man. They were real numb <laughs> when I you get just fired. Used to it. Huh? You have to just yeah, get you just get to used to it. You get off the bike and you're like, can't feel my dick for about ten minutes. Here we go. But, my whole grundle has but, enveloped yeah. the seat. There's totally a seat shaped imprint <laughs> on your tank. Probably yeah, used to. Insane, this guy's tank. <laughs> Y'all take a look at his tank. Look at his tank over there, John. Look at it. It looks like he bought it at Nats. <laughs> there is a Mr. Show episode. Yeah, that. oh yeah. Oh, Just yeah. wanted to say that. Just but, I'd like uh, a shout out to that episode of Mr. Show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out to him. You know, I, I, I'm actually able to tell a big difference in the. You know, I've got on some different rides, and so I can tell a difference in my uh, stamina and endurance and all that kind of stuff. And I actually, it's weird because I have a lot more confidence in my body when I go through and, and hit the jumps, you know, and all the other things. And so it's something that uh, I'm really excited about. And the other thing, too, is that one thing I like with uh, with my plan is that I don't feel bad about having, like, one shitty meal or something like that because I track everything. You know, everything gets put in, you know, and then I, I look at the, uh, you know, my macros and I look at all my nutrition things and whatnot. And so... Uh, being a that is the biggest part about any sort of diet is <clears throat> just having that accountability and just seeing the numbers awareness. and all that kind of it's just awareness yeah. you know and the same thing too and it's cool to apply it to the whole organization kind of thing if sometimes we just need to organize our our diets and mm -hmm. and that's one of the the first things that even you said is taking stock of what what you actually eat and like when you track that and you see what you eat it's just and i compare it to you going to someone's house and taking all their stuff out of their cupboards out of their yeah. closets and laying it bare for you to see yeah when you see that that alone can make you want to make changes yeah. and so that's something i'm very excited about and i'm yeah. glad that i was able to do that and one of the things that he also has me do like i, I weigh in every tuesday and send a progress picture you know so when you I don't, you know, I don't ever send a man, you know, I don't send anyone like selfies of myself right. or he something lying, like that. He lying, he'd be sending me pictures all the time. <laughs> ah, dude, I'll Have put, I'll put my picture? leggings on, I'll be like, look at these cakes. <laughs> yeah. Burt Reynolds on the bearskin rug. Huh? He recreated that shit. <laughs> the George Costanza. But his legs were hanging off. Huh? Oh, oh, my God. too soon. Yeah, oh, <laughs> for real. Um, 
what? Oh, man, I had a thought. It escaped me. That happens to me sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm well, done. I had a thought. It was a good one. It's you uh, every time, Chris. Right? It's because I look I'm over sorry. here and it's like, I'm sorry. I can just see outside. Maybe, like, do you just want to run off? <laughs> oh, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, just throw something through the window and take off. <laughs> Brandon's got a shout out. Who's it to? To my new wife. Oh, oh that's so cute. Yeah. I got married, what, two weeks ago? I don't know. Yesterday. You're the married man. You're supposed yeah. to remember this March shit. March 30th, so. Are, are you sure that's the day? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah. Huh? March 30th. It's my grandma's birthday also. Okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, and I March remembered. 30th. Yeah. I was just going to say, I really think people should celebrate their progress instead of worrying about how much farther they have to go. Ah, uh, that's a big That's thing. one thing. Yeah. Can I tell you, you about some progress real much? fast? Yeah. So, I'm a hoarder. Yeah. And also have deal FOMO. So I just got back from Mexico. Deal FOMO? I, is that what you just yeah. Oh, deal FOMO. Deal FOMO. Deal. Deal. Like, wow. deal FOMO. Yeah. Oh, no, deal. Yeah, I was like, I just I, me to too. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I thought you were I'm saying deal. That's what I thought. I like, a lot. And I was like, tell us you who it is. Dad, I'd like to. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Tell us who it is. <laughs> but no, I just got back from Mexico where you can haggle for a lot of oh, things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Came back with only one thing. I'm really? proud of you. Yes. Have fun. Yes. Good, Have good. Fun. Yes. Yeah. It was right. a key was of like, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it was a kilo. Perfect. You got a deal. <laughs> Brandon's like, I'll give you a bike for that. I'm not, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Don't see me climb Don't. that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I really appreciate your time and attention. I know that you have you have you actually have an organization job to do today, don't I already you? Did. Oh, you already did yeah. it. Okay, because I was like, That's shit, I feel horrible. Is. I know she already did. Yeah, it. yeah, we're probably gonna be hitting you I'll up. Quit. So uh, I did it yeah. while we were having this podcast. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I organized while we were talking. But uh, I hope you all found uh, value in this episode and uh, have a little bit of insight on the importance of of taking stock of yourself and your home or wherever you are and just trying to organize a little bit. Uh, I think that Sarah brought some really, really good thoughts in here. And uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited to be able to take what I've learned now and try and apply it, you know, outside of here. So guys, always travel lightly. That's the big thing that we try to, that we've tried to sort of let people understand. You've got to go, you can't properly go through life just bearing a bunch of shit. And, you know, again, people are now realizing that when you go and uh, go into their homes and, and do these organization jobs and stuff like that. But the same thing has to be done in our minds. Uh, we've got to declutter, uh, get rest. You've got to do a lot of things to take care of yourself. And uh, I hope that you all gathered that from the information that we sort of gathered ourselves from this episode. So, as always, hit us up on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Uh, check out our website. That's www.thesalumas.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, I don't know where else we are. Twitter. I mean, I just post the same shit my on space. Instagram. Hit us yeah, up go on MySpace. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Napster chat. That's Napster where chat. I be at. Yep, we're on Napster chat. AOL. AOL. Yep, AOL. we're on there. ICQ. Remember? Yep. You remember yep. how much yeah. we was on ICQ? Oh yeah, I talk massive shit on ICQ. Yeah, he does. I have a live journal. Do you huh? know what that is? Oh my god. Yeah, I remember I live journal. Live journal. Oh, I, you know what? I'll ask this later on. But anyway, guys, I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you all so much, and we are out. Peace.